I just did a um, 20, it was not even 20, it was like 20, like 23, 24 hours of training this weekend, uh, Kundalini level two training. Um, so it actually like made a, a, my weekend, a weekend, if that makes any sense. Is that like why actually, your hair looks like that? My hair looks fine. Like like you're you plugged a, into a light socket? I'm so <laughs> sorry that you don't understand what it's like to have curly hair. I have curly hair and my blow dryer broke last week and so I'm um so it's like a $200 blow dryer and um because I straighten my hair every day and I just got it after replacing one that broke really quickly and so it's just kind of like okay and then I went to try and like send it back for warranty and and so complicated yeah like the form kept on not going through and so um I'm like maybe I'm just gonna rock curly hair for a while um because why not well yeah of course I can it's just um I mean it's like you know it's a different um, it's a different way to be in the world it's a fantastically different way to be in the world it doesn't it is I'm not even hair I know hair hair (laughs) Um, so yeah, so it's like been, you know, piled up on top of my head all weekend. Um, it's got a lot of electricity in it from, <laughs> from all that Kundalini. <laughs> <laughs> it's doing, it's, it's got a life of its own. It. <laughs> oh, so I'm doing a podcast with Holly's hair today. Basically, <clears throat> Holly and her hair. Because we're two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um... How are you otherwise? Well, I'm good. I mean, it's um, it's hard to explain unless you've done something like this. Um, it's like, it's pretty, it's more, this thing was more intense than most um, trainings I've ever done, actually. Um, and like, I had a hard time driving home both nights. Um, yeah. And last night when I drove home, I felt like I was driving a spaceship. Like, it felt like my wheels were not <laughs> even touching the freeway. And my heart was like so wide open. I, I had to restrain myself from like sending emails and text messages to everyone. I wanted to send you a text message that said, You're a fucking writer, Laura. And like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Aggressive, like, aggressive love text. Yes. Like, because it brings so, it brings so much up. Um, and you, it really is like doing drugs. Um, like in, mm-hmm. like, it's like doing ecstasy. It's like, like the closest thing I can actually draw it to where you actually have just so much that's coming out. Um, that it feels like it's um, kind of messy. And then today I woke up and I'm just like, um, it's the same as I felt yesterday, which is, um, it's like my, it's like when you're, you know, like, it's like after you use Crest White Strips and that like part of your gum is really sensitive and everything like it touches it, yeah. hurts, like your nerves are exposed. Yeah. Um, so I'm there. Um, so I'm feeling great, like, but I'm not really sure where I am. 
Um, right. It's really I get hard it. to I, say how. Yeah, I'm I mean, doing. I obviously haven't done Kundalini training, but I've done intense yoga teacher trainings. You know, where you're just in this. It's it, it does. It puts you in a very different place. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. So I'm good. How are you? I'm good too. I am home. I have been. I was away in Maine for ten days and. Oh God, I just love coming home. My own bed. Yeah. It's warmer here, like significantly warmer, um, which is funny. I mean, it's because it's freezing. Know, it's like three, <laughs> three hours away, but um, it's. I, I'm kind of pissed off because I missed three days of seventy degree plus weather in Boston mm. when I was up there, um, which is kind of unheard of in February. So. We're going to get, it's going to be a little warmer this week, but no, I'm, I'm great. I'm happy to be home. I have a lot of stuff going on this week. Um, and I feel, I feel really good. Yeah. Today. Good. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. Being away and then being back home is like, um, the best thing in the world. It really is. I, I think like sometimes I go it. away just so I can come home. Yeah. And uh -huh. feel that way. Yeah. There's nothing <laughs> like it. Really isn't. Even so. Alma was skipping around the house last night. <laughs> like, woohoo. There's a freedom that comes from that safety, right? Of like the known space and like your space. Um, totally. So, um, so mm. we, before we get into it, what do you, do you have anything you want to promote and discuss? As always, I think it's really important. If you listen to this podcast, please take a moment and give us a rating on iTunes. Um, this helps us out uh, greatly um, with what we're trying to do here. Um, and it just takes a minute. You can do it directly. Just go into iTunes and search for home podcast with either of our names. Find us, smack a rating on us. Um, Smack a fiver on us. I was. I don't want to tell you what to do, but you know, fives are great. Um, all right. So, um, and then this week, so the second thing that I'm promoting is um, I do. I'm going to be doing more of these like self-led, self-directed courses, and I've taken one of the webinars I've done, which is um, how to quit drinking when you think you can't and turned it into a teachable course. And so that will be live uh, in just a few, it might even be live as we um, release this podcast. And so you can find that on hipsobriety.com uh, under my store. There's another one there that helps you deal with overcoming the urge. Um, and we're going to be building up that library, which are just they're like little, you know, small mini teaching sessions that give you like some good, uh, a good lecture along with a workbook that helps you put the principles into action and they're good for anybody like if you are at the beginning of your path if you haven't even started to attempt sobriety yet they're um they're good for you if, even if you're in it because it works with a lot of the things that um you know the uh how to how to quit drinking when you think you can't a lot of the themes it deals with are things that run through sobriety um early sobriety yeah. and even you know for some of us long into it and so um so yeah you can find those on my website and then we have one Thanks. other thing. We have you and I have workshops coming up March 25th do. in New York City at Sky Team Yoga and March 26th uh, in Boston at South Boston Yoga and then May 20th at Love Story Yoga. Those are the three that we have solidified at this point. You can find, uh, you can sign up for all three of those on either of our websites under events. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And LA should be announced um, soon as well, I believe. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
and you, you have some exciting stuff to talk about. Yes, I have uh, a couple things. First of all, I have um, two retreats um, left for this, actually three retreats for this year left. You can find them on my website under events. One is in um, California in April. We have Colorado in June and Montana, which is a writing-focused retreat in September. Those will be the last of the retreats for 2017. Uh, so go ahead and sign up. I have other events uh, posted there too. Uh, the big announcement is yesterday, um, Meadow Devore and I launched a new platform and it's called Path. Uh, the reason we created it is um, because when we teach these retreats, the number one piece of feedback we get is how do I take what I've learned here and take it into my everyday life and keep learning and keep growing and um, keep it with me when I you know, return to, to normalcy. And so we created Path with that in mind. It is um, an online community that we uh, will be teach where we will be teaching weekly classes. Um, you can learn all about it and sign up at Path Tribe, P A T H T R I B E dot com. Uh, it's a monthly subscription type of model, uh, super accessible, and I'm so excited. I think it will be. Uh, it'll take a lot of what we do and just bring it into a more accessible and, and regular format um, where people can check in. Yeah, every week. Awesome. And are you guys having a, are you hosting a community there? Yeah, there is a community aspect in that. Um, we, our live classes will be taught in, um, you know, online where, uh, and they will be live and interactive. So there'll be part, the classes will be part lecture and then part like live um, questions, live coaching. Um, so there's a community aspect to that. And then there is a community aspect as well on the actual site where when we post lectures, um, people can interact and talk to each other and interact with us. That's awesome. Very uh, exciting. And, yeah. And for certain parts, uh, for there's three tiers of membership. Um, and with uh, a couple tiers of the membership, you get um, live coaching options with either me or Meta. So that's pretty cool too. That's awesome. Like one-on-one -on -one stuff? Mm -hmm. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Neither of us author, offer one-on-one -on -one, um, outside of that, So, but we get asked to do it. So this is how we're offering it. That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. So that's it for me. All right. So um, yeah, let's, do you want to dig into it? Are you ready to do this? I am. I'm like, I want to make another pot of coffee. Um. <laughs> What would your hair do if you did that? <laughs> no, it has no effect on me right now. Like, I don't know if you can tell in my voice. Like, I'm about as, like, even as a... <laughs> as you get. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> um, maybe my hair is just taking the brunt of it. Maybe my hair is, like, holding on to all of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so funny because you were talking when we were together last time in New York, you were talking about we were you were like, well, you're the earth element and I'm air. I like am the air element. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my God, that's so true. It is true. So you're like true. the earth mother with the feet. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like the you're wind. Like, <laughs> I'm like basically like like Bill Murray in Ghostbusters where when she floats over, you know, she like levitates and floats over him and. 
he's like, please come down. <laughs> please come down. <laughs> please come down. <laughs> That's me to you. It's so true. It's why I love flying. I mean, it makes so much sense. Like if you go into like um, the, yeah, um, you are- why can't I think of the name of it? Not the vatas, the um, doshas, right? Like doshas. all the stuff I'm, I'm attracted to is like, I love flying. <laughs> I love raw vegetables. <laughs> I love coffee. <laughs> uh, so uh, I love kundalini yoga. Um, yeah. So we're going to do this, this, uh, this episode is called open mic season and we basically just want to, yeah. <laughs> All right. I just, we basically want to riff on, um, a few things, each of us. And we have not told each other what the other, you know, not told each other what we're going to bring up. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> so and, we're, shall yeah. we set a timer for each of these or no? Like, how do you want to do that? Like, what do what's, what are the ground rules oh. here? That's I'm a, always so weird. I know, but I'm just like, how do we structure this? <laughs> how do we project manage this? Um, uh, so you, the way that we project manage this is you, um, you tell me what you want to riff on first. We're each going to do three topics. Okay. There's a mild emergency going on outside. I want you to so go first. I feel like this pass. I want you to go first. Well, I don't want to go first. Well, all right. So Fine. You have to. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Here's one. Do it. Inadequacy. And oh. owning who you are and what you're here to do, which is, which is a big theme right now for me. Small topic. Small just topic. A little, just a small little riff. <laughs> Good way to, to start. <laughs> Laura, I want to talk about inadequacy. Um, (laughs) I want to talk about this because it's something that I cycle through. And it's so funny because there are moments where I'm so in the flow of things. And it's so clear to me. This is what I'm here to do. And I have no, I'm not apologetic about it. I'm taking my seat on, you know, my throne, doing what I'm supposed to do, letting the stuff flow through me, uh, like claiming it, owning it, um, and and my energy is different and and it's very high vibe right and it's when like but the words come and it's when mm-hmm. um you know it's when it doesn't matter if people you know yesterday I was listening to Guru Singh talk and he was just saying that he's at this point where he gets on stage and he teaches a class and it doesn't matter what like it doesn't matter what anybody says like if they like it or they walk out you know he's like I'm I'm up here and I'm phenomenal and I don't give a shit you know <laughs> and um and I, that's, and I, I can associate with that. I can just know, like, there are times where it's so strong. I'm just like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is what I'm here to do. And I, and like, who needs to hear it is going to hear it. And who doesn't need to hear it. And then there are other times where it's like, oh my God, who Complete am I kidding? Forgetting. Who am I kidding? What am I doing? I don't even know, like, am, am I off message? I feel like I can't remember what my message is. What is my message? Mm-hmm. Um, where is everybody? Everybody is like, like, I, I even like get to this point where I imagine the collective audience has gotten together and decided <laughs> that you're a loser. That I am a loser <laughs> and that I'm crazy. <laughs> And I, and I lost my way and I don't know, like, and what, and so it's, um, it's a very startling place to find yourself in because it snowballs, right? All Mm -hmm. of a sudden it's just complete forgetting your piece of shit 
and you're like, who am I kidding? How am I going to pull this off? All of your dreams become muddled. You cannot see mm-hmm. it. Or even if you can see it, the, even the mere pro- like thought of like getting from here to there is just a joke. Um, so I want to talk about that. Yeah. I, Do, I, I mean, love you, it. I'm assuming you don't know what this is like at all. <clears throat> <laughs> no, I have no idea. I've, I'm always 100% confident in sure what I'm doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, I do. I mean, I love talking about it because it's like, I mean, everybody experiences this. Everyone. Everybody does. Everyone. But I think depending, so, so the question is, or that maybe the discussion is like, what do you do when you feel like that? Yeah. Yeah. I know I can't even remember right now what I do when I'm in that because I'm in it. <laughs> You're in it. Well, yeah. I can tell you that you you asked me to remind you. <laughs> um, what what do I ask you to remind me? Like you'll 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 say um, these are my fears. Give me give me words, you know mm-hmm. and. We both have been there so many times that we know it's like it's, well, we it's trade, not like, like the, the like the brutality of it, Laura, is that we trade places. It's not mm. even like um, it's. But that's it, not brutal. That's like, it can be brutal. Thank God it can be no, but it can be brutal because I'm like, oh my God, how are you? Like, how are you doing this right yeah. now? It's like a. I mean, it's like it's um it's our you know our twin flameness right and like we have this like thing that's so wonderful but sometimes it's really painful um it's right. really you painful see someone who just seems to be in the flow and getting it and you're like what's what, what, what is happening, happening to me right um so it but it also is but it's also great because i never am embarrassed to come and tell you that you know like um let right. me read the text message that i sent to you the other day okay here we go um, so this is like an example, right? This is from, when is this from? This is from like Friday morning, maybe. Um, yeah. I said, um, hi, I'm falling apart a little. And you said, hi, love. Well, you're in training, right? And I said, oh, this was yesterday. I'm like, this yeah, is like was last yesterday. week. I know, I was going <laughs> to say this is yesterday. <laughs> okay. Um, hi, I'm falling apart a little. Hi, love. Well, you're in training, right? I said, I know the cause, but it hurts pretty bad. And you said, you're inhaling massive amounts of oxygen. And I said, can you just remind me? And you said, oh, yes, hurt. And I say, okay, here's my fears. And you said, the other side is everything. And I said, okay. And then you just stop and you let me talk. And I say, can't do this work. I have gone off course from my message. I am unrelatable. I don't produce enough. I can't pull um, of what I, I can't pull off what, uh, I can't pull it off, basically. I don't have Mm -hmm. self-worth. People don't like me as much as they like you. (laughs) I said, okay, that's what I've got. I'm a mess. Um, Just, I've lost that authenticity piece, you know? And then you say, "Um, okay, I'm busy. I can't do this. No, I'm just kidding. You say, okay, one second. You like, you say 10 minutes. I'm getting all off to ski school. God, you're such a mommy. Like, that's such a, (laughs) what is that? Uh, a mo- you're a mom, a mom that takes her daughter to ski school. Um, okay. 
Our lives, are so, our lives are so different. <laughs> Basically is yes. what I'm saying. I have to mother. Um, and I said, okay, no rush, heart. And you said, um, okay. And you come back and here's what you said. No, you haven't. Quite the opposite. I think you stick more closely to your message than who you are than 99% of people. And you share more of yourself now, which is awesome. You can do everything you want and a ton more. And you are doing it. And I say, I feel like my skin is coming off this morning. And you said, um, and you just go on and you just like go like you basically send me you know 10 more text messages that um that are just alleviating my fears you're doing it you're good girl you're okay and um and then um i finally said like i love you and um then you reminded me of arjuna anyway long long <laughs> and then it goes on for about an hour um no but it's but it's this thing of like um and, and but we is- have to do that about once a month yeah between the two of us and yeah. i think that yeah it, and, it, and it's never like oh my god i've told you this before no uh, it's like okay ever. here we go no yeah. it's never that and that never even occurs like you know like oh this tired story again because we know it's not like a tired story it's like this thing that we keep cycling through i mean it is a story but it's not like um it sh- it, sh- and shift- it, it shifts, shifts and changes and, and things are changing so fast. I mean, this is, and, and there's so many, there's so many things that it, that it relates to, not just like the work, it, it no. relates to sobriety and early sobriety for me. I needed yeah. to be reminded every goddamn day that this, that I was worth it, that this was worth it, that I was going to be okay, that I wouldn't feel the same way. Yeah. Right. Yeah relationships right I was gonna say that next men (laughs) but it does you're right and it shifts and it like gets to I mean we aren't having the same we're not having them at the frequency we used to have and we're not having the same conversations and we're talking about you know different stages of it but it's just one of those things it's it's really a such a bitch you know it's um there's nothing I I really want to say there's like a specific kind of pain it's a different type of heartbreak that comes from um from being doing the kind of work that you and I do, right? Which is really putting ourselves out there and our thoughts. Like, it's not that we just, you know, have these thoughts and we share them with a small group of people. We have these thoughts and we share them with a large group of people. And when you're out Mm. of the flow and you're feeling all of this self-doubt, you're not necessarily... I don't feel like I'm doing it, you know, so privately sometimes, um, a lot yeah. of the time. And it's a really like, it's a very weird feeling to be, um, so raw and so, um, exposed when you're, you know, when you've got a microphone that you use consistently. Um, yeah, totally. It's awful. Well, and it's also just scary because it's like, <clears throat> Um, it's just scary because it's like, well, what, what happens now if I can't come back you know, from I, it? <laughs> I, if I can't come back, if I can't yeah. do this again. I mean, I've heard every writer, every um, really artist or creator talk about that. You know, like, what if I don't, what it. if I can't do it again? Yeah. Um, but yeah. the longer it goes on, the more you realize that it will come back. You know, it comes back and it comes back and it's a cycle. But it's never less scary when it happens, you know. No, yeah. <laughs> it, it it's like it's like Dory, like Glennon says, it's like Dory, you know. Yeah. What happened? Like, where am I? Who am I? How do I do this again? And then you remember, and then you do it, and then you have to come back. Yeah, I get it. I um I cycle through it. 
Well, I feel like, I mean, you, we did this last, I mean, this was last week with you. It was like when you were, you were still Mm -hmm. in Maine when you said, um, it was on the same topic, right? Like, yeah, it is. I mean, it's like, for me, it, it is, um, and it's different for different aspects. You know, it's like almost like the scarier the thing or the bigger thing or the closer the thing is to you. Um, and the more it means to you, the more lost you can get about it. For, yeah. You know, like for me, it's my book is the the great abyss right. where I can get the most lost. Um, but I've learned too. don't you, you know, haven't you learned that um, that fear is more of a signal now that you're onto something that you have to pay attention to versus something that you just continually avoid. Like, you know, the pain of avoiding this fear. We both do. Say, ask me again. Ask me like, again. you know, like, like, you know, you know, I, I had these, um, I was talking to someone yesterday who asked me, we were talking, she said, do you just love your life now? Hmm. Uh, but cause I said it was, it, it had, it will be a year in April until I quit my, since I quit my job. Mm-hmm. And she said, Oh my God, I can't believe it. it hasn't even been that long. And, and she said, do you just love your life now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, I do. Yes, I do love my life, but it's not without sacrifice. major fear yeah. and sacrifice. And it's not like I, it's not, um, one big fairy tale. It's hard. It's really, it's, harder in a lot of ways, but it's harder in the ways that I would completely choose it to be hard. You know, it's not hard in the way that it was when I had a job that I hated and it didn't align with what I was doing. And I felt depleted and exhausted and, um, run down and so compartmentalized in my, with, with what my inner life and my outer life looked like. I felt so, um, it, it was out of sync. So, but, but now it's, the fears are different, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so what my point is, it's not that kind of, it's not the, it's, it's a different kind of fear. Um, and the work, when you do work that comes so straight from your heart and that you're so attached, uh, not attached to that, you're so personally invested in, personally invested and, it reli- in. and it relies on, um, it's not detached from who you are. You no, know, it is. I mean, it is on many levels, like, you know, who you are, right? It's like a, it's a, it's a, it's the stuff that comes through. You know, I think like for me, what I do know about being in this space, you know, from this, from being in it, these are the things I know when I'm in it. Maybe this is a memo to myself in the future when I'm on the other side of it. And I'm like, what was going on? How could I have even thought that? Um, when I'm in it and it feels like this, what I always know is that it feels like this right before some major growth spurt, right? Like I always know it gets really dark and really heavy and really dense and really confusing right before there is some sort of shift and some sort of change. This is what I do know that like when, when you're kind of in it, it's usually like, you know, the darkest right before the dawn. Right. And then I do know that this is also like a, this is like a, um, I posted something this morning, like this is a, this is a, the in-between space is, is also the place where you have to get really comfortable, right? This is an in-between yeah. space and, and being, you know, even feeling inadequate, we put all these names on it, right? That are like, oh, that's your story. And we, you know, try and really like psychoanalyze all this stuff without like remembering that there's a really big, deep spiritual aspect of this, which is being in this space 
and being mm. cool. Like, can I be happy right now? Can I actually find joy in my life while I feel like something's stuck or broken or I'm not doing the right thing? And and the answer varies, right? If I can remember to do that, yeah. then, you know, then that's like, that's, that's a big part right there. And then the other part is like, um, you know, there's a detox process. Like you and I aren't just like, you know, um, doing this thing without doing any work on ourselves. Like our work is actually like, I mean, on some level we're, we're doing deep self work, right? Like I, you know, just, I just spent, you know, like, and I, I I just spent 20 something hours just meditating and like doing stuff like, like just doing really like stuff most people don't do, you know, and we on this path kind of do stuff like all of us, you know, it's not just you and I, it's a lot of these people that are listening in, you know, we kind of start waking up. We take this, like we we take this agreement on and we're like, I agree to keep throwing myself in the fire. I agree to keep burning it off. And, and so we, it's not like we're sitting around, you know, Azita, who's now my therapist, by the way, um, and who was in my training this weekend. Good God, my life is so amazing. Um, she, we were in therapy a session a couple of weeks ago and she's like, you got sober. Like you stopped drinking. You broke, uh, you know, cause you basically, like, you know, they, in like, um, there's a really, I, I'm going to need to learn how to attric- articulate it re- better, but there's like three lines that, det- you know, like kind of determine where we land, which is genealogy, like our ancestry and then cosmo, uh, cosmic, right? Like, um, mm-hmm. all of our, our Akashic record and all the stuff we bring into this life. And then what we've been doing, um, while we've been here on this planet in this lifetime. So there's these, you yeah. know, three streams and, and, you know, like to, when you have, you know, you have all this ancestral baggage, right? Like all this, um, genealogy that kind of all this stuff that happens like to set you up for where you are and then you have all this stuff that you bring in from previous lifetimes like your karma and then you have what you've done to yourself in this lifetime and then you know she's like you broke the drinking thing and I've my half of my family is gone from drinking like half right and it's like and and you know my grandfather committed suicide and like I have this stuff all over Mm -hmm. and I made this switch of I got sober and she was like you got sober okay so you get to like you could move to Bakersfield and eat sandwiches for the rest of your life and you would have done it and yeah and I was like, you broke an entire lineage and you healed an entire lineage and karma and, and within yeah. this own life, I turned the bus around in this own life. And so, yes. and That's we right. all did that. Like everyone listening here is on some level, they've done something, right? Cause this isn't a mm-hmm. podcast that you can listen to if you aren't somewhat woke. And so <laughs> I'm like, so not only have we already, you know, basically done this like made you know like realigned the stars and changed the destiny for our for those that will come after us and for the lifetimes we will have after this and this lifetime but on top of it we don't stop because we can't stop and so um there is this (laughs) (laughs) is it (laughs) shut the fuck up anyway but there is this like there is this um uh like this like in this space it's like oh give yourself a break baby let yourself Mm. hurt let yourself fall let yourself forget let yourself 
be a mess. Um, I know. And don't beat yourself up for it. I know. Right? And then the last thing is like, yes, there is so much fear of, um, you know, like my one of my favorite books is um, Stephen Pressfold's. Um, The resistance is painful. And I have, Mm. you know, like I love to write and I have not been writing. And it's like, it's so, I haven't even it's like I can't do anything else because I haven't gotten the thing out of the way where I'm like actually returning. I haven't posted a blog since January and that blog was, a you know, something I swiped from an email I'd sent to my school. And so there's a lot of pain behind and resistance around that. Like I won't touch it because there's something that feels um, too big about it right now. So there's all this stuff, you know, and, yeah. and um, but the main thing is just I want to touch on it because I think it's so important because I know... Um, I think it's important to share because I know like, um, because it's, it's part of like, it's, it's makes this so much more human, you know, like I don't ever, ever want to present like an idea that, that, you know, you or I have it figured out. Um, and that this is easy. <laughs> this is so hard. I'm not sure that anybody <laughs> listening thinks that, right, but right, 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 right. lest you do, mm-hmm. we are going to disabuse you of the notion right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, I mean, I just, when you're talking, I'm just thinking of the concept of liminal space. Um, Rob Bell talks about that really well. And just that being uncomfortable or being comfortable in when you're in this liminal space, liminal space is um, when you are, you have left what what was, but you're not at what will be Mm. and you are in transition and waiting and not knowing and it is unknown. And it, how you navigate, if you go into that liminal space with some kind of consciousness uh, about being in it, um, it can make it less awful. Um, or at least you just know, you know, you know what you're in, right? L- yeah. The period between when the in between, right? you f- the in between, but, but you know, the period, like I, I was talking to another woman yesterday who, um, is just approaching like five months sober and she's worked so hard for it. And she, you know, is one of us, like most of us who just didn't believe that it was going to be better this way. She just couldn't believe it. And she would get up, well, you get a little bit of time and then she would go back. And, you know, there, the liminal space in sobriety is the hardest hanging, hanging pattern I've ever been in, you know, by far. Um, waiting for the, for it to get better, for it to feel better, for you to want it. Um, and so I think because I have with that, it prepares me for other places, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but we forget. That's why we have to remember, you know, you like Azita reminding you that you got sober <laughs> is so wise of her and spot on because, you have done this. You have been there. I mean, it, it's good. This is also going to curtail into one of the things that I want to talk about. Um, Let's move into it. Has everything to do with that, you know? So, okay. So the second, the second thing I want to talk about um, is <laughs> I don't know what to call it really. A second sobriety, I think I will call it. Um, it's really about obsession like like now that I'm not addicted to drugs and alcohol right I um the hardest thing for me has been an addiction or obsession 
whatever you want to call it with men. Um, it's cross addiction. It's love addiction. I mean, it's like, it's, yeah, it's lighting I mean, up the same air. It's, it's easy. It's right. a simple way to put it more complex right. issue, but simple way to put it. Right. And I hate saying like men in general, cause it's not like all men. It's always, it's been, you know, really focused on one person at a time. But now that I'm, you know, I'll be th- three years sober. I've just, re- I can see a pattern more clearly. Right. Um, that existed long before, um, mm-hmm. the drinking stops. It maybe existed all my life, but I'm just seeing it now. And, you know, you said, I, I was saying before we started, I don't have really anything to riff on. And you're like, well, you wrote that thing about being a lover without a lover. And, um, and, and that's what I want to talk about. You know, it's realizing like this weekend, I realized, um, something I have talked about on this podcast before, and we've talked about a thousand times and it just sort of came to a head where I realized I, this is, has to be seen almost through the same lens that I looked at sobriety. Um, in that there's no easier, softer way for me to end the cycle than to end the cycle and deal with the liminal space of being it not being what it was, but not knowing what's coming and working on recovery and the change from, you know, change within myself. I have to like treat it like getting a second, you know, second sobriety. But you're going to have to be a lot more specific than that because I'm, uh, I know I'm being super vague. Yep. Um, so, but I need to be, I need to be vague about it. So I'll just be as concrete as possible without going into specific details. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I mean, I have experienced the, the pain of being obsessed with a particular person and that person, that, that figure has shifted, but the, the feelings are the same, right? With being obsessed with a person, a relationship, um, a person. And I have continually put it off as something I can manage, something I can handle, something that isn't really super affecting my life, something that um, isn't really like as dangerous or as profound or as impactful as having an addiction like I did with drinking. And what I realized is that it is, it is, it is exactly as toxic, all those things as toxic to me. Um, And it's perhaps even trickier because it's kind of like with food or something, you know, like we need relationship. We are wired for it. Um, And it, carry so much, we have so much baggage and we have so much wiring, like all the things you just talked about, those are, those all come into play, you mm-hmm. know, certainly in relationships, your history, your karma, your lineage. Um, and then you add on all top that, of that, there's people that are, you know, your encounters are, are on some level, like, I mean, I believe like they're spiritual contracts, certain people, like it's mm-hmm. not an accident. Yes. And then of course you have, you build histories with people and you have sexual attraction mm-hmm. and you have all the things that can really be a massive mind fuck over a period of time. And I was in a massive mind fuck that I, so how um, long? 
years and years. Recently. Recently, I would say recently the heavy heaviness has been six months. Yeah. With a a particular. Okay. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. it's, but it's years long. I mean, years, years long. And it's even before. Um, I mean, we talked about this when we did, um, uh, I don't remember what episode, but we've talked about this before that it was there before the drinking, but the drinking just took center stage and, and that those things that were so, so dysfunctional and painful and cyclical were buried because there was only one thing. Um, That's right. And now it's, it's, it, it just comes to the surface and you, you know, you, you posted, I think yesterday, like um, what you won't, leave what it was it you won't leave alone what you can't what you can't be with won't let you be what you what you can't be with won't let you be and Mm. i have called it a bunch of different things and i've tried i have looked for the third door on this thing in every possible way you know and for me it comes down to what is the third door i mean what's the first door door and the second door okay the The first door yeah so so for me the third door is I can keep this person in my life in some contained capacity. Mm. I can keep communication open. I can moderate. I can, <laughs> I can moderate this person. I can. It's you're, true. You're um, what is what was that sober-ish? Right. I'm, uh, yeah. <laughs> I could be sober-ish. I'm sober-ish. I'm yeah. sober-ish with this person. <laughs> I um, could be. You can I have can, one or two drinks of them a night, and man, and that's I, good. Yeah, and I mean, the, the, and it's it's so insane because I was thinking about the level to which we go, I go to manipulate terms and conditions and um, all those things just to, to keep someone sort of in your life. And it's really this thing that just exists in your mind, right? Like, I mean, some oh. examples are, or uh, no, it, okay. Mm-hmm. Issues, that. issues are in your tissues, right? So it's like not yeah. in your, I mean, it's like your. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's spiritual. It's physical. It's, it's everything. That's right. It's not just in your mind. <laughs> but the hell is in your mind. Um, so, but, A but little monkey like, okay, that's smashing about- discs together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think of all the things that I've done over the years to manipulate um, the situation and it, and, it, and it looks so much like drinking in a lot of ways. So, you know, anything from, and we both talked about this, like deleting someone from your phone or changing the name of who they are. A hundred times. Right. Like as if putting their name as this is going to fucking hurt. Cocksucker. (laughs) Poop emojis. I mean, like that does something. You asshole, you know. One time I changed it to he's your dad. This is sick. (laughs) He is your dad. Stop it. (laughs) Um, I'm not going to talk for one day. I'm not going to talk for two days. I'm not going to talk for you know, one month or what the fuck ever. Or, um, and, and it just, and then the real mind fuck is there are periods of time where it doesn't feel like that, mm-hmm. you know, just like there are periods of I'm time. I'm so on where, top of this, right? We're drinking where there's periods of time where drinking, I could go out and have a couple drinks and that convinced me that I was fine. fine. Like no I was, yeah. And, and that, 
And then, you know, when you go through one of those cycles with someone where you're brought way up and then way down and the bottom drops out and you feel like shit and you feel crazy and you swear you'll never do it again. And then a day or two later or even sooner than that, you're totally unduly alarmed and it's like, this is fine. And you actually completely forget how the fuck you felt. Um, It's so similar. And for some reason this weekend, I just saw myself, I was able to stand outside of myself and see myself doing this thing again. And it was like, it just, I don't know. It was stark. I saw it again and I saw it as, um, in a way that it will never lead me to a different place. Um, and I, you know, I have to say I've been there before too. So, but I, I took steps that I've never taken before. And I, I guess I just realized that, um, that there's no moderation. Like I have, you've said it to me, other people have said it to me. I, but you're not done until you're done. You know, you're like, you're not really ready until you're ready. And, and even then, um, it wasn't really until I drew the parallel to drinking in a, almost on paper. Like I sat there and wrote it down mm-hmm. <laughs> and saw it from an objective perspective. And it was like, well, fuck, this is just exactly the same. And it's that serious. And the thing I did that I, you know, a couple of things I did that I hadn't done before is I actually, I asked one of our friends, I was like, okay, walk me through this, help me do this. Um, be there while I do it. And I'm going to tell you about it. Um, as I'm going, I'm going to take these steps. I'm like cutting off contact, doing all these things and, um, ask me, you know, ask me like in 30 days, you ask me because I want you to, you know, and it's not so that I can feel like shit or whatever. It's just because I, I, um, I don't know. It it some something tips the scales at a certain point, right? And you have to be willing to go you into that liminal space. Can't lie to yourself space. anymore. I mean, it's you like can't lie anymore. And you see how pointless and futile it is. Well, and it's it's almost you know like um, we have a high tolerance for pain, right? Like we just do. And but it does get to a point, like with all things, where at some point, like it becomes intolerable, and you can't. Um, but it also like, I mean, there's so much that goes into this. I mean, this is like its own show. It's just like its own, you know, podcast. Yeah. (laughs) I want to say the the thing, you know, I'll end sort of with, it's funny because you never know what's going to kind of be the ultimate motivator for you. for each of us. But I was telling Meadow last night, cause she's, you know, she's privy to the situation too. And she, I was like, you know, honestly, I sat there and I thought two things. I thought one, I can't be a teacher. I can't talk. I can't, it's walking the, you know, the talk. Like I can't sit there and tell people how to do this. If I'm back here still drinking this person, you know, and still behaving in this way. I can't, it's like trying to teach, trying to teach people um, how to be sober when you're still drinking. It's, you literally can't. And I, I can't teach people how about emotional sobriety or preach about it and not do it. I mean, I could, but it feels like shit, you know, and it's dishonest and it's, not real. Um, so there's that. And then also like, 
I have this stupid need. Like I want to be able to write about it from the other side. And I had that same feeling with, with sobriety. I remember reading Glennon and thinking, I want to be her. I want to be able to write about this from the other side. And that was a huge <laughs> contributor. And I, and I was telling Meta that she's like, dude, whatever it takes, you know, whatever it takes. And that sounds, does that sound dumb? No, that's why I wanted, that was like my primary motivation for, um, for changing my life was because I wanted to come out from the other side of it. I mean, I, that was my first blog post was about how the need to write about this and share these stories, um, was I shouldn't ask that. It's pro- not stupid. I mean, that's it's like everything. That's, it's- that's like spiritual direction to me. <laughs> it's like, like above so many other things that I do, being able to, it's being able to do your, the work that you were supposed to do for me and for you, you know? I don't know. It's, it, it came into my mind and I was like, yeah, I can't, I can't pretend like I'm doing this anymore and talk to people about it and act like I have this piece of my life together or that I, you know, arrived at this place if I, and I haven't, it just felt felt incredibly dishonest and shitty on top of the reasons it's really painful for me personally and um, destructive. So I guess, yeah. What? (laughs) Yeah, man. What have you ever experienced this? <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh. Uh, in what way? Like, uh, like in what way? Like, like, like so, you're, so that you're talking about this. So t- the, what did you write down on your piece of paper? Right, like speak obsession it, ex- over a person, lover without a lover, second sobriety. Right, and it's you know, I mean, it's this is. I feel sometimes I could talk too much about this um, because it's played such a big theme in, in um, I mean, in my life as much as your life, um, which is you know how we relate to um, like how we relate in romantic relationships, um, and you know, like it's funny. Ours shares like the one that has really kind of taken us down the most share a name right and we've we actually if you recall this if you recall this when you and I were first um making friends I remember I was on a run and I was in (laughs) Fresno and it was probably it was probably right when we met and you were you called him your black widow maybe is that Mm -hmm. what you called him I don't know something like that um, and then again, when I was doing my first tip sobriety school, um, this one came back around and mm-hmm. so did, you know, the chody one. Um, and, um, remember that? Do you remember yeah. that? That summer of 2015 and this one came back around and it happened again. And, um, and so it's just really funny, um, for me, um, I, like I said, I didn't look at all those things, all those dysfunctions and those patterns and those toxicities when I was drinking because I couldn't have, 
it was well, so like, exacerbated yeah. and amplified and and you think i mean this is it like you think when you get sober that like all this other stuff is just gonna like magically clean up and the thing is this got so much worse and i was so teaching as this got worse right like i'm I, I like i was i had already started my school as like I was going, you know, like I just remember one day I'm writing, you know, I'm sitting and writing a blog post about sobriety, enjoying sobriety and being yourself and all this stuff. And then <clears throat> I asked my guy if he would take, if he would, you know, take some photographs of me. And we had this really nice conversation about him because he's a photographer. And I, um, and then he's like, yeah, when do you want to do it? Blah, blah, blah. And then he comes back like, 10 minute or like like we're having this nice conversation about it and then he comes back and says um are you fucking out of your mind do you think i would fucking take pictures of you you psycho bitch and i was like oh oh my god right and then i was like and then i went in with it and like went into it and then got and like just sat there i'm sitting there at my kitchen table right i'm like right i'm trying to pull together this thing to help uplift people and to break people free and all this stuff. And I'm sitting there having a conversation like this and, and not only not just, you know, like I'm going into it with him and like, and then I'm just like, I'm paralyzed and I walk outside because I don't know what to do and I, I go to Starbucks because that's what I do <laughs> I, it's like my bar <laughs> and I go into Starbucks and I'm standing in line and I run into a coach I've been working with her name is Julie Santiago and she doesn't live in my neighborhood and I walk in and there she is and I'm not kidding and I and I like look like I've seen a ghost and I'm like hi and she's like hi and um I told her what happened and she's like oh so you weren't feeling shitty enough about yourself so you had to go and ask someone else to you couldn't do a good enough job of killing yourself so you had to ask somebody to come in and do the do the work for you and um I just remember that moment and I'm I'm kind of riffing on it but like the the basic idea is like um I confronted some of like that didn't you know I might have had really bad relationships before. This is the worst relationship I've ever been in. And it was the lowest point of my, in the, like, not the lowest, but I would say being where I was, I was a Kundalini teacher. I was, you know what I mean? (laughs) Right. Like, I would go Uh, into teaching a Kundalini class and I would send this man a text message and say, like, you, you know, you fuck Loving shit. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> you piece of shit. God made a mistake. You were like, evil. Die, you know, like just like die. Mm-hmm. Go away and die. Deadbeat father. I would anything I could pull up to hurt him or invalidate him or kill him. And you know, a lot of this, like, you know, and, and today I would never, I would never. Like that is so it's another lifetime. But I'd still go and teach the Kundalini class after saying that, right? And like the thing with this stuff is um like we that's like what teachers are like you cannot you cannot take somebody anywhere unless you have experienced it. The only way that you have wisdom is because you didn't block him because mm-hmm. you went down that road. The only way I have wisdom and the only way I understand is because 
I was there and I did it and I made a million mistakes doing it. And so I think with this, it's like so um, it's so painful and it's so embarrassing because like really, truly like we've been the stuff that needs to come up, which is like it's like a fucking, you know, first grader or, you know, an eight year old or a 10 year old. The stuff that comes up. <clears throat> because it's safe to come up is really ugly sometimes and like really ugly because it hasn't been worked on your entire life you haven't worked on this stuff you know and like yeah. um so i i like i know and um like lover without a lover i mean i don't know the only thing i really picked up on in this is like getting to that point of like where it feels like no more but at the same time teaching this to other people but i think that's like part of the deal you you know part of the package is you open yourself up to experience excuse me experience all this awful um i know so that you do something really beautiful with it and i mean i know like for me it's um i mean it's still it's not as bad um but it still is it is like a second i mean it is i would say it's a it's a it's a deeper sobriety so much deeper sobriety it is like the it's like digging in to the parts um that you couldn't get to before because you had to get through that first layer Um, right yeah and it's and it's realizing that with this too there's just there's no way around it you know and i and and trying 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 to find another way around it or to just ignore it or to put it off or to fuck around with it you know and Mm -hmm. it doesn't leave it it doesn't leave no. and it will and it'll reincarnate you know if you don't know. do it with this one believe me it'll come like if you just you know if you leave if you walk away from this one without doing the work on it it will like its name will be bob next time you know and then and then it'll be called carl <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know that's the that's the really fun part it's not like i can just say hey i'm done with that no. you know and um and then that's it i have to actually do <laughs> some things right uh, things i know and that's what i'm doing right now i mean that's why i started to see a therapist again it's you know i mean it's why i'm going through a a really intense kundalini training again it's um because mm-hmm. it's like um it's a detox process you know and it's just another layer that you need to kind of bring up and, and another cycle to break and um you know and don't worry because once you like get past this then there will be you know <laughs> what do i have to be afraid of <laughs> what do you first of all what do you have to be afraid of but also what is what does the next one look like right like i know that's don't worry it just keeps going <laughs> oh, so hard um okay it's good news though i mean you know it's like it's great news it's when so you're in good it. Yeah. Well, I mean, because what the fuck? Like I've said, like I said, like um, I think I repeated that conversation I had with um, with Anne, where I was just like, I am, I am happy for what I've been through because what the fuck can hurt me now? Like no man actually can hurt me now, right? Like none. Um, and it doesn't mean, I mean, like there's a whole other part that I have to work on, right? Which is like not expecting men to hurt me, right? Not expecting to be rejected by men. But there is a part that like I've been through that's so like solidified that it's like, you can't like, you know, try your best. (laughs) Right. Um, yeah. Anyway, what's your next one? Um... 
Give me a second. Let's do introversion. <laughs> Go. Introversion by Holly Whitaker and Laura McCowan. Um, introversion. Uh, I guess we wanted to have a whole episode. This is supposed to be the introvert episode. But then I was like, I don't want to talk about introversion for an hour. Um, but introversion is this thing that I've been thinking a lot about lately because mm-hmm. I feel like, I mean, so my story, and I want to say it's probably similar to your story. I think we, I think we would agree on this, but I don't want to take the words out of your mouth. You know, my story with introversion is I spent like the, um, I mean, I've always like wanted to belong. I've always wanted, like when I was always gunning for like the popular crowds, I would go, I went to a lot of new schools when I was younger and I was really good at very immediately finding the people I wanted to blend in with. And, um, I, and in high school, like finding alcohol was like the ticket to that. Um, it created a life. I didn't have to do the work anymore. Right. Like, um, oh, you smoke pot too? Or, you know, like uh, it just was, it was, um, um, I, I didn't ever have like, um, I never was without something to do. I always had something to do, um, and always had friends and it was always very alcohol centric. Um, and also, you know, like had that whole FOMO thing. I hated being left out of things. Um, I went to all things. I was in everyone's Mm -hmm. wedding. I was, I was in everyone's wedding. I went to every, I traveled to visit everybody. I, you know, in fact, one of my best friends and I, I'm going to go see her when we're in San Luis, my oldest best friend and I, um, you know, I, when we, when I got sober, I stopped doing that. I stopped going to everybody and being, you know what I mean? Like I would, my like life was spent visiting people and then never asking people to visit me and just kind of like being in this like constant state of, um, doing and being to belong. Um, you know what I mean? I always could imagine if I, you know, I, I was putting money in the bank, you know, of like, um, of my friendships by like being out there and doing it. And so, um, you know, and so for me, it was like, these were like defiant, like the things that I would say defined me was like, I was social and I had a lot of friends and I did a lot of stuff and I always had something to do. I always had somebody to be with. And, um, when I got sober and I still tried to keep this up, right. Um, (laughs) Um, there wasn't a problem for me going out and being around alcohol. Um, but there was a part of like feeling, I mean, it felt like I grew up really fast, right? Like, um, and being around people when they were drinking, um, was, it just wasn't fun or appealing. Um, it got very boring, very old, very quickly and very gross. Um, and so, and not only that, like my recovery was so intense. Um, Right. I was going to say, it's like an energetic Mm -hmm. thing, right? Well, it was so intense that I just wanted to be, I created a cocoon, you know, I like, my apartment was like this place of, you know, this this, like dungeon of horrors. And then I turned it into this like, um, spa (laughs) and, (laughs) (laughs) and all I wanted was to be in that home, reading my books, drinking my tea, 
you know, doing my meditations mm-hmm. and my yoga, like smelling my oils, taking my baths, wearing my robes and my, you know, new pajama wardrobe. <laughs> right. So it was this, um, you know, it was this thing that happened and, and I called it like, um, somebody recently posted this thing about Jomo, but I posted that years ago. I was like, there is a joy of missing out. Like, there is a joy of not giving a fuck about What's being there on? or being in it. And it was like, it was sweet. It was lonely, and that's a whole other topic. But it was so sweet to me to have those moments to myself um, where I didn't give a fuck if I wasn't, you know doing whatever and so um which has now turned into um you know we've talked about this like this introversion piece like is Mm -hmm. turned into um it's a reacquaintance with myself I wrote this piece when I was in Rome I went to you know I went to Rome by myself right after I quit my job and I was there and I was like so lonely I was texting that you know fucker all the time like like he and I texted every day all day like um as I'm in Rome do you remember that I know do you remember that that kill you yeah and you're just like I spent that whole fucking time tied to my phone to see this yeah I did I was still it wasn't the it wasn't everything like it was and it was good I mean I don't regret it I really don't regret it but like I was so but I went the point is I was so lonely when I was there and I wrote this piece and like the the URL still is alone in Rome for a reason. Um, <laughs> but it was, um, I had just read, um, uh, oh God, Robert Frost, um, uh, the, load, the Road Less Traveled. Um, yeah. And I just was like, it just was this, like, um, I, you know, it's been this coming to, like the introversion piece has been this coming to of... Um, of being okay to be being alone, which I never was and actually befriending who I am and mm-hmm. liking who I am and liking, like, I mean, you know, like I am the coolest person I know. Like I am who I would design, you know, mm-hmm. I love my taste in music and I love, you know, like my taste in books and we have the favorite, like me and myself, like we share the same interest in movies and food and all sorts of stuff. Like we get along really well. There's no disagreements. Um, we get to do what we want to do. And, um, which is to say it's been four years of that and now um now it hurts and now it's like um and now it's isolation and now it's um like um moving and i go back out there and build build a thing again right and i have been and we'll talk about this because i want to hear the first part of you but there's a second part to this which is like this um which I have been doing and I want to talk about what that's like. And, um, cause it's not mm-hmm. like I've been just like not seeing people for four years. I mean, I've, you know, <laughs> like have, <laughs> but it's, right. um, but it's very right. careful. It's very orchestrated. I'm more likely than not to, you know, turn down an offer, uh, not say like I never commit to yes. anything. And, um, Right. Um, and I and if I do it, it's very one on one. It's very intimate. It's very um, it's like um, I feel like in my mind, I am like an, an old like a like a 50 year old woman that drives a Prius and wears a, a sun hat. 
<laughs> oh my god that's so great <laughs> um but i want to hear i have a second part to this which is like the undoing of that um but i want to hear yeah. about it from you I, yeah i mean it's similar i i i I, I was always social too, you know, to the point where it exhausted me, but I couldn't not do it, you know, partially because I couldn't be with myself, but, um, I did have a huge fear of missing out and I wanted to drink and, you know, I still drink with people and it was, um, I, there is, I love how you said like, there's this sort of joy that you all of a sudden you find this really amazing joy and freedom and sort of like discovering this new way to be when you start saying no to things and just no. turn inward. Mm-hmm. And it was such a, a massive, amazing discovery to me. It was like scary to approach. Like the first time I started saying no to things was really awful and scary. When I started saying, no, I'm not going to do happy hour. No, I'm not going to go to that party. No, I'm not going to go to the, um, holiday party. I'm not going to do, you know, girls nights. I'm not going to go to book club, whatever. It felt awful and kind of, and it was really scary because you, it's like, you feel like you're cutting the strings to your tribes. You are in a way. Um, and it felt scary, but then once you start to do it and you feel how your body feels when you take down, you know, when you stop doing that to yourself and putting, for me, it was putting myself in situations where I, the anxiety was so high because I would have to decide whether to drink or to not. And uh, I was just like mental gymnastics. And when I just cut that off and just said, no, I'm not going to do it. And I'm going to go home and I'm going to figure out how to be with myself. And then I'm going to find out how to do other things. Like what else there is to do out there? You know, um, it was this completely, it's like discovering a new land, <laughs> you know, and it felt so good. And I, I um, went from really hating it and feeling so desperate and sad about it to feeling really comforted and um, sweet about spending that time with myself or just me and my daughter or whatever. Um, but it's tricky, yeah, because then it moves into um, being in a little bit of a bubble. You know, you I I have woken up and realized like my relationships are different, you know. I don't I have lots of random um I don't have a big huge circle anymore of people that I see consistently. I do lots more one-on-one meetups with people and I have my group is kind of s- strange. I mean, I have like a lot of different friends from different places, a lot of friends that aren't, you know, that don't live by me, a lot of people I just talk to on the phone like you and um so it's just it's different. It's like a different completely different landscape. And I have to work hard to um get myself out now it's like the opposite struggle. I have to work really hard to get myself out because I've gotten so used to not doing those things that I feel I equate it with the energy spend. 
of what being going out used to be, you know, or being social used to be. And, um, I could handle so little for uh, like the first year of sobriety. I could truly barely handle going out to dinner. It mm-hmm. would, it would cost me so much, mm-hmm. um, that I just stopped doing it. I could barely handle things like that. Going to like a kid's birthday party would fuck me up. You know, I would just be taxed and tapped because what the work you're doing is so exhausting. You know, you're like learning an entirely new, new life. Um, and then, but you have to do it. It's like exposure therapy, right? You have to continue to start to do things again <laughs> so that you build up those muscles. And then, you know, now it's funny because I think about this, you know, I can now, I travel, I mean, this, this year I will travel probably half the year. I will be traveling in some way. And there's no, I couldn't have even fathomed handling that my first year. Right. I couldn't have gone up to Maine for a week and been around um, people that are drinking and going into bars and doing things like that. It would have completely, it would have just flatlined me. I would have, I would have killed me. Um, and now it's, I don't even really consider it. You know, I, there are moments where I'm like, oh, you know, I'm tired of this is bugging me out. But for the most part, it's fine. I can kind of go anywhere and do anything. But the introversion piece is just, it's fascinating. Like it's fascinating um, to watch how much I fight to be by myself now <laughs> and to keep it other is. people out. <laughs> well, it's like, do you know, um, you know, I had a, when I was going through something a couple summers ago and I, there is this, this moment where that I think of often, which is you have to like, cause these truths that we talk about, right. A lot of the, like the Dharma, the truths that we speak, um, they're not full truths in that. Like there is, um, like this, I, I was in pain over something. Right. And there is this place where you have to feel the pain when you're in pain, you can't deny it. You have to feel it. But then there's also this point of at some point you have to stop holding on to the pain right? There's this balance of allowing and releasing, right? Like, so I, you like, it's great to feel it, but then there gets to be this point where you're just sitting in it holding on to it and dragging it out. And and then it gets really dirty and ugly. And so you have to know kind of when, when something's over, right? Like you have to know when something has served you, when something stops serving you. And like, that's where I am with it right now because it served me. Like, there's no doubt about it. It's like been the most rewarding part of my life, you know, but it's also now it's like, I'm holding on to it just a little bit longer than, than I need to. I'm not, you know, uh, I'm no spring chicken. (laughs) 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 I don't need like to be taking a bath every night and doing all this stuff. Um, um, and, and so, um, you know, and, and it's, that's where it's hit for me. It's hit this threshold of, um, you know, and so, and it's nice because I'm inviting this energy in and I'm going to a play tonight with my friend Katie. And yesterday my friend Carla came to, 
yoga. Um, I was in the training and there's a public class and she came and sat next to me and then we, you know, like got to eat lunch together and I'm like, I'm opening to it. And because I'm opening to it, it's like starting to like, it's like, I feel like it's, I always have these great visuals. Like, you know, there's Jesus and he's holding open the door and he's like pushing the people through. Now you go X interstage left, interstage, right. You know? And, um, (laughs) So it's, um, but it is, it's hit its expiration point. It was nice. And it doesn't mean like, I'm just going to like now be like balls to the wall, like, um, you know, hitting the town every night. No, but you're inviting that back in. I mean, the, the thing I want to say though, too, and touch on is like when I was in that and a lot of people express this to us, like, when do I, when do I, will I want, will I get a social life back? Will I want it? Yeah. Will I? You know, because you feel like, oh, my God, now it's just going to be like this. Like, it's going to be closed and small. And it's not. It's not. It doesn't have to be. I think you find everybody, like, I'm finding my medium, you know, my happy medium and my sort of baseline, right? The baseline changes and yours is changing. Yeah. I would watch people who are, who are like, you know, had much more time than me and they'd be doing, you know, traveling, going to parties and doing all this shit I was like that just sounds awful and then what am I gonna always feel like this sucks you know and and it's not it didn't no no and it and it's not and it also hasn't been that way I mean it's just a matter of like um it's a for me it's a shift in mindset more than it is a shift in circumstances if that makes any sense it's just more of like a um okay like this is where I'm at this is what I'm feeling and um um, and it's nice. It's really nice. Um, all of it's been good. So I know it's like you look back on it and, <laughs> and, uh, I, it's kind of sweet. Like all those, all these phases are, have been sweet. It's like, I think about my daughter. She always says, like, what did you like me more when I was two or when I was four? <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, cause I will tell stories about how like great she was or how hard she was. And I was like, I lo- I've loved every phase. But when you're in it, you're like, fuck this phase. (laughs) This is bullshit. But then when it's gone, you're like, oh, that was so sweet. She doesn't do that anymore, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's do one more. You you pick. I really wanted to talk about This Is Us. Oh, for sure. Did you watch this week's? um, Okay. Let's just talk about television. Sorry. Um, Yeah. I want to talk about This Is Us. I... I did watch if people don't know what this is us is I think feel like most people will but it's a show on NBC and I haven't watched a regular TV show for so long and I remember people were like god this is us this is us and it was like oh yeah right you know I'm not gonna watch it it's gonna be dumb what's a regular TV show like on you know like a network TV show that's not like Netflix or HBO or, or something like that okay um and what do you want to so, talk about? I don't know. That I you just cry. Want to talk about it. That you cry every time. I cry every episode. Every episode. Mm-hmm. This last one. Oh my god. But it's awakened in me. It, it has awakened awakened in me these really. Do you want to have a family? Makes me like, want to have a family. It makes me. I mean, I do have a family. No, no, but I know but, you want to like you know. I want a family and like kind of a bigger family. You and want to get married and have babies. 
Yeah, it makes me want to get married and have babies. Oh, my God. <laughs> so what you want to really talk about is, Holly, <laughs> I want to get married and have babies. Sometimes um, I do. Sometimes I really do. Mm. Let's have a, how about we switch to this? When it comes to like, um, let's put it out there. When it comes to like, you know, lover, let's just like tail up lover without a lover. What does that look okay. like for you? What is like this partnership? What do you see for yourself in like, you know, over the next 10 years? Oh, God. What do, what do I you see want? What, what do you I want? want? Yeah. Well, you kind of so can't I've, like want things without I've, being able to see it. <laughs> you know? Well, no, that's not true. I mean, I kind of can't see it. Well, yeah. Okay. I... What someone asked me this yesterday too. She's like, "Well, I know sometimes you want a partner." And I'm like, "I actually don't know that I do. I I say I do, but I think I'm full of shit. I think I'm full of shit when I say I want one, and I think I'm full of shit when I say I don't. I I honestly don't know. Um, so I'm just going to leave it to whatever it is. But what I imagine, okay, what I imagine is definitely a partnership more than a marriage, and I say that because marriage didn't work out so well for me and it felt really, and maybe it's just an idea of how people hold it in their mind. But for me, it felt, um, I feel like I'm the kind of person, like if you, you gotta leave the gate open, as long as you leave the gate open, I'm not going to go anywhere. But marriage felt like everything shut down. And maybe it's because I was married to the wrong person. I don't know. Maybe it feel different with someone else, but I want more of a partnership and I want it. I, I imagine being with someone, um, maybe having another baby. I still have a super urge to have a, another kid sometimes. Sometimes I thoroughly don't. And I see like almost eight and I feel like, holy shit, that work that really hard the hard years are done I don't ever want to do that again I don't want diapers I don't want the hard years are done after eight sorry oh yes <laughs> you don't know I'm just thinking yeah. about who I was when I was eight versus when I was well, you know, it's 15 be different forms of hard <laughs> right but the the young child there's specific uhness to having a young child that is taxing um in a different way you know it's like mm. physically you are attacked you have to be very present with this person um you carry a lot of shit around with you they can't do anything for themselves um it's hard that way and then it gets hard in different ways um i'm learning and i'm sure in ways that i can't even predict but i can't imagine starting that over again but in some ways i'm like oh i want that again so i imagine maybe having um this like kind of crazy weird modern family with maybe this person has kids i have one maybe we have some together and we kind of have this hectic crazy house do you have I a housekeeper li- named alice yeah probably <laughs> sorry <laughs> did you get that yeah i did okay brady bench thanks. <laughs> okay <laughs> um i imagine no, traveling a lot um, I, I just picture this. I don't have specific, I don't have a lot of specifics, but I imagine it to be something like I, um, this person is as passionate about the work they do in the world as I am. We like totally dig each other's work and we support it. Um, we try to spend a lot of time together, but you know, and, and hopefully do. And we have this like home base, but we also, um, 
give each other independence and permission to do our things and whatever that requires, whether it's travel or whatever. And um, I see an ocean in there. <laughs> and I, I also want a home, you know, like I have this thing about picturing a home. I mean, watching this as us, I get this like ache for a home that I like love and is a gathering point for my family. Um, yeah, I don't think it goes too far beyond that. That's what I picture. That's what I picture. Beautiful. Um, it's beautiful. Um, I haven't had the part, the partnership part be, you know, in, in a really long time. And I miss, all right. I long for that in some ways. I, I long to have like, and, uh, and was saying to us, you know, like that type of relationship with someone I have incredibly, I mean, the, the, the things I do have are these like crazy, big, rock solid, deep, girlfriends, you know, and I don't suspect that that will ever change, but it, you know, it it is different to have that with like one significant other and to sort of build a life together. Like I, I look forward to building a life with someone and to see who the fuck I am sober in a relationship. Yeah. I know you said that. And I know that I've, I don't have like, um, I feel like I've experienced who I am sober uh, with men enough. <laughs> but I remember like when I, cause I didn't for a year, remember this, like I didn't have a thing for a year. And I remember that was like such a big question. Um, what is like, you know, like kind of, I like, um, I've been renovating my house. <laughs> want to come and see it? Um, <laughs> yeah. Does anyone want to see my house? I'll take you on a tour. Let's see how it works. Um, what do you think of the furniture over there? All right. Um, I want, um, it's funny. Um, I do see it and I, it's like, I see, I have very weird visuals. Um, I actually see myself with him, um, in like the desert or in Africa. Like it's, it's not just a desert desert. It's like Africa. Um, and, um, my, like, um, I have like my sleeves rolled up and we're in a denim shirt. My sleeves are rolled up and we're both kind of dirty and we're both like the picture of this woman is like, um, she's like me, but she's a little bit more, you know, inner bones, right? Like that's always future me is always a little more earthy, um, and calm and uh, all knowing and all anyway um but I see myself with a you know it's funny because I'm not physically attracted to conscious men um I um I gravitate towards um dicks um but like I the man that I know I'm gonna end up with is um is just a a kind you know um a kind, solid soul on his own path. Um, and I had like, he looks like this guy that like is not the one, but like he, like it looks like David, this guy that I like dated for a week in in Italy, who's like, um, but he has that like same, like it's not like, it's not David, but it has, it's like the same idea of this, like, you know, this guy that's on his own journey that I just like kind of crash into. Um, yeah. yeah. And, um, 
Yeah, but I see myself in the next 10 years. I see a partnership and I see one that um, is, um, you know, very, um, that doesn't really, that doesn't necessarily, you know, that doesn't change the path I am on, but just like helps solidify the path I'm on. Um, you know, like, and somebody I don't need anything from, but just that, um, you know, I'm just have a, a very like, um, I just want to see, I mean, I want to see the world. My friend Rhea is in Antarctica right now and she was just in my yoga class. Like we, she's who hung, she was in Egypt and then she came and met me in Italy and then she was just in my yoga class a couple of weeks ago and she ran out and then she was at the LA airport doing, she's a lawyer, she was doing stuff for the immigration ban and then I look on Instagram and there's a picture of her in Antarctica and like standing in front of a glacier and I was like, what the fuck, you know? And where are um, you? Well, but that's she's been on seven continents in the last year, and I just my heart, like I just bought a book for I just bought a Camino book, by the way, and I just bought an India book because um, okay. I'm manifesting those two things. Manifesting, bleh, I am calling in the energy, <laughs> and I'm going to start planning trips. Um, but this, but this idea, this is like it's just having a partner to go and see the world with, and to like do my good work with, and support him and his good work. Um, mm-hmm. So I see it, and I see it like it's I see it in the next ten years, and um, and I don't feel like it's too far off. Um, I really don't. Um, but um, but yeah, and children, you know, like I don't. I see more. My mother, my mothering is not as um, uh, is my mothering is not as literal as that it's a much I have a much different type of um mothering um uh in me and so you know I don't know what it looks like mm-hmm. but um yeah maybe dogs Dog. maybe maybe you know orphans adopting or fostering or something you know but like yeah. I don't see it I don't see babies for me um I really don't and I'm cool with that yeah um, I love it and that's beautiful too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is us. Does not this make me feel that way. <laughs> random show ever. Yeah, whatever. It's cool. Um, we we did talk about our home lives, sobriety, career, and love. Just so you know, um, in a different way. <laughs> sneaky, but, sneaky. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think this is great. I loved it. Did you? Um, I don't know. I don't huh. even really remember. I don't know. We'll see. Cool. Cool, man. All right, my love. All right, I love you. Bye. Wait, don't hang up because we got to do the outro. Oh, yeah. Hi.